So thank you very much for joining me today, Colin. Much appreciated. Yes, yeah, no Thanks problem at all. My, my first, uh, my first guest on the show. First of many. I've had. I've got uh, quite a lot of interest so far, and I think I've got about another five lined up. Uh, so yeah. this should be good, should be good fun. Yeah, so it goes onwards and upwards from here. Eh? <laughs> exactly. Start with the best, Colin. Start with the best. Okay. Good. So I'll go through some questions. I've, I've kind of preset you mm -hmm. questions. Uh, so hopefully you've had a chance to have a think about them. So your full name is Colin S. Campbell, is that right? Mm -hmm. What does the S can I ask? Uh, Stuart. Stuart, there we go. Never knew that. And your oh. age? 62. 62. Recently retired. Was it? When did you retire? Uh, I retired in uh, 2018. Uh, so two, it's actually come up for uh, uh, two and a half years since I, since nice. I retired. So, yeah. And how do you fill your time now, especially with badminton off the rails? What do you? How do you fill your time? Do you? Um, I see about running a lot, of, a lot of walking. Um, a lot of. Uh, um, lot, I've been done more running probably since lockdown than I've done any other time yeah. in my life. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, there have been periods where it's been possible to play tennis and uh, been doing quite a bit of that. Um, but uh, at the moment, it's only outdoor tennis, and uh, the courts would be uh, certainly unplayable near where we are at the moment. I know. Where about you play tennis? Uh, well, I was playing at David Lloyd's. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's indoors, of course. Yes. Yeah, my wife nice. is uh, a member at um, Thistle, so we sometimes play there as well. Oh, that's nice. I've been playing a bit of tennis myself. It's so frustrating, is it? I think uh, I just decided I needed some racket sports after several months of not being able to play. I needed tennis, but I have to tell you, I'm woeful. I don't know about <laughs> you. I'm absolutely terrible at tennis. I couldn't get the ball in the court for a long time. I'm, I'm playing a bit better, probably playing as well as I've ever done, to be honest. I've played more in the last uh, few months than I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be outside, I think. I quite like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, good. Uh, that's fine. And your home area? So originally, uh, I come from the Black Isle, just north oh. of Inverness, oh. um, uh, and uh, I, I grew up initially in a tiny village called Colen, and then we moved to Fortress, which was uh, one of the bigger places in the Black oh. Isle. Um, oh. And I went to secondary school there, and that's where. So what age was that? Where was that age? Was that you moved to Fort? About uh, I was about ten, and that's when I started playing badminton as well. Was it? I had a, actually had a look at your hall that you've been playing in when you were. Uh, <laughs> I've actually had a look at your hall, and I can see it there. So that's is that the hall you played in? Uh, it is. It is. Yes. Uh, the internal, the interior of it looks somewhat. Uh, it's smarter now than it did. I think it's, I think it's been done up. Actually, yeah. when I looked at it, there's a big thing on the press about, you see this there? There's a big thing. We see multi-million pounds worth of investment, a good cause. So they've obviously, right. look how nice the lines are. <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting thing, uh, it looks a lot nicer now. The interesting thing that uh, uh, <laughs> you may or may not know, but there's, some, we, there's a lot of paint, old paintings there, which we all thought were horrible. But actually, it turned out they were extremely valuable. And one of them's in the uh, uh, gallery in uh, at the in the mound. Is that what we can see uh, on the wall there? Are they still there? Uh, well, no, it's, 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 it's actually in, it's in the mound now. It's a massive. It? it used to cover the whole of the back, uh, really? the back line. And uh, <laughs> in fact, if you look closely, if you're ever in the in the art gallery, you can actually see where uh, uh, 
somebody put their racket through uh, <laughs> and, uh, through the painting. It was then uh, it was then uh, um, restored, and uh, I hasten to say it wasn't me, and it wasn't. Was it wasn't any of my family, <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, so, really, it looks it looks really impressive. I don't. I think I'd be a bit scared to play badminton in their mind. I think with the paintings especially. But it's. Uh, I'd actually try. I had a wee look on the website to try and find out exactly how much it costs to hire now for badminton. It's quite. It looks like a nice hall. It's not dissimilar to what we played in in Belfort. There was a, an old town, old uh, courtrooms in Belfort uh -huh. where where we used to play in the radio. It's just as you say. The radius is about a foot from the line, from the white yeah. line, and uh, oh yeah, it's dusty, incredibly dusty floors. But it was. Uh, I'm surprised uh, that they're still playing badminton there because mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a brand new uh, sports centre in Fortos where they hold the Island Open, um, which is. Uh, Moved on uh, significantly from the facilities that we had when we were at. Uh, <laughs> when we were we're yeah. all we're all the same, isn't it? And sorry, yeah. Okay, the next question was about your brothers and sisters, and did you play with them as well? Yeah. So uh, I've got three brothers, and uh, I guess when we moved to Fortos, uh, particularly my two older uh, uh, brothers, Donald and uh, Ian, uh, were. Um, uh, starting to play quite seriously, uh, and uh, as well as doing extremely well in uh, sort of competitions in the Highlands, started to uh, uh, do very well in, in competitions uh, down in the Central Belt. So, um, so I guess that was uh, uh, an incentive for me as the youngest in the family to to uh, try and uh, see if I could emulate their. So is it like so I'm one of I'm one of three brothers. Uh, one of one of I've actually got three brothers, and the eldest, my eldest, doesn't doesn't play at all. But my next two brothers both play, and um, my my I think part of my drive was especially in singles was we used to go and there would be nobody there. You know, snowy nights you'd walk about three miles to this village hall and play, and uh, and there was just the three of us, and all we do is play singles for two hours at a time with. Yonex AS30 shuttles, those plastic shuttles, and uh, but I was because I was there was only about two years in between us actually. There's only you know so I've got three so and I was always the youngest and I was a battle to try and try and win. I wasn't very my foot but wasn't I was f always full of enthusiasm, but uh, my my enthusiasm outweighed my ability. <laughs> I, I would I would say. Uh, so you what age difference did you have? Uh, well, Don's four and a half years older than me, and Ian's. Uh, uh, five and a half years older than me. So yeah. when you're uh, 10, 11, 12, or even up 14, 15 years old, that's uh, a, a big difference in badminton uh, yeah, terms. And, uh, um, so, uh, you know, uh, so I used to play against them, but I wouldn't have been competitive against them until, yeah. um, you know, maybe I was about uh, 16. Uh, and then could you have so uh, yeah, twenty twenty one, and uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, um, so probably was still not uh, beating them at that stage, but uh, occasionally managed a few wins against yeah, them. Yeah. Over the years. <laughs> so familiar, so similar to me. And then, so and then, when you went to the club, how often was that club? How often did you go there? Could you go any time? Was it club nights? What was it? Well. There was a club in the. Uh, I think the club probably was only at the town hall was only once a week, but at the school, um, there there was badminton at the school, and really? uh, we probably played 
uh, I, I honestly can't remember, but probably most nights where mm. we could do, if we hadn't got something else on, we probably played badminton. When you say we, who was that? Uh, well, so there's, there were some other uh, people in my school that were keen as well, and uh, obviously my brothers. Um, uh, and my, So basically, I suppose it all started from my father, who was oh, really? yeah. very keen on uh, uh, badminton and tennis. Was and, uh, so he, he was a, a good uh, local player in his day, uh, yeah, and uh, he uh, uh, he was a teacher at the school, and uh, he took the after school badminton, and uh, and he did that um, oh, from the, uh, from the time that we were involved until he retired. What was so, his name? Uh, uh, Bert Bert de Campbell. Bert de Campbell. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was uh, the coach. So he was the co he was our. That's perfect. Being there with your uncle, giving you a lift home at the end of a night, I guess, and all that stuff was it. Sorry, your uncle giving you a lift home at the end of the night and all that kind of stuff uh, was it? Or uh, just quite no, local to it. Yeah, no, I didn't play with my, my, uh, my uncle, but uh, uh, no, but we we basically our, our the school was walking distance of where we was. Was that from the house? Perfect. Yeah. Wow. It's a small place. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, yeah. Um, so what age were you when you first played? Um, you said that, but 10, do you think? Ten. Well, 10. Yeah, 10, yeah. wow. And do you remember, um, uh, why, why did you start playing? I guess that was family, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was absolutely family. And, and, you know, I think even before I started playing, I, I remember uh, the All England used to be shown at, at on ITV, and uh, those were the days we had uh, two channels. In fact, we were lucky if we could get to ITV, uh, and where, where we lived, the signal wasn't very good. Uh, but we desperately tried to uh, move aerials to see if we could uh, watch the All England uh, uh, in black and white, and uh, wow. probably the days of Rudy Hurtono. Uh, I think. Oh, was it? Uh, is, that the, is that the man? Was that your idol? Do you think at the time? Who was your uh, idol? Well, I think he was probably most people, have, you know, and he won. What was that name? I, I haven't heard that Rudy, name actually. Rudy Hartona. I think he won the All England about seven, I don't know, it was seven years in a row, or it was very close to it, if, if, if not that. Uh, but he was certainly the star player of that of that era from Indonesia. When I grew up, it was Morton Frost. I just love Morton Frost. Yeah. But I never yeah. grew it. I never. I always wanted to have his height, but I never had it. And I, Victor Axelson reminds me of him quite a lot. You know that effortless one step from corner to corner on the court is just phenomenal, isn't it? The height of these games. Yeah. Well, Martin Frost was a frequent uh, visitor to the Scottish Open back in the days when it used to be held at Meadowbank. Uh, the Scottish Open used to uh, be held in Meadowbank in the. Well, I suppose that would be in the eighties and. Uh, uh, probably 70s and 80s, uh, and uh, Morton Frost and some of the other top Danes and uh, one or two of the Chinese guys came across and played there as well. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, wow. we used to have, uh, you know, some yeah, fantastic player of Morton's uh, capabilities. And, uh, Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, okay, question of your first racket. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> I do, actually. Yeah, it was a Carlton 4.1, which oh. I bought. Uh, uh, or more more accurately, my parents <laughs> bought for me uh, uh, which, uh, in a shop called Coots and Church Street in Inverness. Oh, really? So, um, do you remember well, how I, much it was? I, 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 no, I, I, I really can't. I can't really remember. Um, 
Uh, I did Google it to see if I could find out, and I, I couldn't find anything. But it was yeah, yeah, I can't see much. I can't see much about it. It doesn't show that. It did it have the white thing at the top, and it was yeah. It was a dark coloured head. I remember that. And so was that the same time as it, it must have been whale before? Do you remember the three point seven X? That's what I always used to have. Yeah, so that I think was the next racket I got was the three point seven X. Yeah, um, and then I went back to using wooden rackets. Uh, Did you? Partly to do with getting terms from different suppliers from Dunlop and Slazengers, and then uh, um, yeah. So uh, Carlton was the name, wasn't it? When I grew up, it was the name. Carlton yeah, was the Carlton name. Was, it was. It was very much. So it was it dominated. Uh, it dominated the uh, uh, the, the in the UK uh, until probably the same as Yonex became uh, the dominant force. When I came back to Badminton about ten years ago, I came back and I bought two Yonex Carlton rackets, and then I found out later that the, that Carlton had been bought by Dunlop. That's right, yeah. and uh, so I got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is just snobbery on my part, but there you are. It's, uh, <laughs> good, a nice one, a Carlton 4.1, that's awesome. Uh, what mm -hmm. kind of racket? Uh, what was the name of your first club? Was I it just, guess it, it was, was just Porter's Club. Porter's yeah. Badminton Club. Uh, what was the whole like of that? Do you remember how much it cost? Do you remember when you went? If you had to pay when you went every week, do you remember how much it was? I really don't know because I suspect. Uh, well, I would. Uh, I <laughs> never paid anyway, so I really don't know. <laughs> you but, don't know. That's fine. And I, I don't think. Um, and again, when we played at the school, I suspect the facilities were just provided. I don't think we'd have had to pay for that yeah, either. Well, that I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I, I, I certainly don't uh, remember uh, recall it being docked from pocket money or anything like that. Well, uh, yeah, I, I actually I think I'm quite similar. I think our whole it was just a yeah. I think it was just when they needed money, you had to put money in, and that was the kind of thing. Uh, the kind of shuttles you used, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, well, at that time, the top feather shuttles were RSL number one tourney. That did you play? Did you play feathers? Uh, did you play feathers at the club, or was that? Well, I think uh, at the school we probably played with island shuttles, yeah. Carlton island shuttles, yeah. um, and some of the Absolutely. you know the school's tournaments were all held with island shuttles. But yeah. I think when we played uh, at that club in Fortress, and certainly when we played against each other, uh, we would have played with uh, RSL tourneys. RSL tourneys, that's right. Yeah, well, and they were quite expensive. And and uh, in fact, I'm. I think by the time I left school, there was probably almost about twelve pounds a box, which actually wow, it, a lot. it was a lot then. Yeah. But you Again, would play. You remember you would play with a shuttle that you would never see now. You know now you see a single feather gone and people put them away. But in those days, there were like three or four gone. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't have been as fussy as London. That's for sure. No. <laughs> no, that's quite well. Uh, we yeah we coached. When did, when did you ever get any coaching? Um, so uh, some basic coaching from from a father from things that he'd picked up, and uh, you know about grip and about you know hitting the trying to catch a shuttle as high as possible and things like that. But uh, I suppose the first uh, formal coaching I ever got would have been going to some of the uh, Scottish badminton. Um, Courses at Inverclyde oh, uh, really? in the summer. Um, so, so like, is that like camps, badminton camps? Yeah. Kind of. so nice. for, yeah. So the first one I would have, ha I would have gone to, and that was when I was 
under 14. Uh, I didn't reclide and um, the residential one that you'd stay for a yeah. week kind of thing in the summer yeah. kind of thing was it? Yeah, that's right. It's for a week in the, in the, in the school holidays. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, then I you know got into a few squads and uh, would have had some coaching from you know some of the uh, well, we're very fortunate actually. I think some of the coaches that uh, this is always a dangerous thing to say because then you you worry you miss out somebody really important, but. <laughs> um, but obviously, there's people like Mark Henderson uh, and uh, uh, Johnny Barry. Uh, Johnny Barry and John Britton were our coaches in the well, uh, 14 uh, squad that we went to at uh, Inverclyde. But uh, probably what, uh, one year at Inverclyde, I was fortunate enough to be invited to a squad where uh, Paul Whetnell uh, and his wife Sue Whetnell, who were absolutely world-class players, and Ray Stevens, who is obviously another world-class player, yeah. uh, were the, the three main coaches, and uh, so that was that was really really good. And then you know the the Scottish coaches then had uh, Roger Mills, who's uh, who sadly passed away recently, but um, there were some you know some excellent coaches. Uh, uh, that was fortunate enough to um, get help from, and, and you know, people like Bob McCoy, who was the he came along to the squads and helped uh, juniors, and uh, uh, yeah, so a lot of great memories of these sort of things, really. Yeah, amazing. I think those camps still those camps still go on. Chris. Um... Chris White, I think he goes. Uh -huh. to, he st he still goes to them. He loves it. He yeah. swears by the swears by them. Yeah. I think the weekend courses, the kind of residential courses, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I've not. I've never been mad fond of. I used to go to coaching, and I was never mad fond of drills. I'd find it a bit yeah. repetitive and monotonous, and I just thought it becomes a bit predictable. And even when I see them to this day. Greg Broadband be cursing me because all he does is post videos of drills, uh, but I just I can't face it. I just I know that you, it's, everybody suggests it, but I just it's a bit my you, you have to do it. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know. I just I, I remember. I don't get me wrong. I remember doing it, and yeah, growing up it was fine. But I don't really. Yeah. Uh, so next question. So what was your most successful and favourite event? Singles, mixed, or doubles? Uh I suppose, I suppose I suppose it'd be different uh, through time, right? Yeah, uh, I guess uh, I had a reasonable amount of success at singles as a as a junior, uh, but also did um, okay in the doubles and mixed events as well. Um, so uh, I, um, I think um, uh, in terms of some of the most most memorable. Uh, wins were possibly at uh, men's doubles. Um, uh, probably, you know, uh, it's, it's, um, I think we had a, uh, probably a bit, my, the most memorable really was when I got to semi finals of the doubles at the nationals with my brother, with oh. Donald, uh, and we, uh, we uh, almost managed to win the semi, well, I don't know if we managed to win, but it was a very close semi final. Fantastic. Back Fantastic. The system, I think we lost nine in the third, 59 in the third set. It was, it was close all the way. Wow. Um, but, uh, that was quite memorable. And then, uh, another doubles win that we had with uh, Neil Hebbington, who's a good friend who used to live in and play in Lothian that, uh, now has moved away to the, uh, many years ago to the US. 
Um, but uh, we managed to beat Russell Hogg and uh, Al McMullen in the, in the first round of the East Senior one year, which was uh, uh, obviously totally unexpected because they were the top seeds and yeah. went, went on to win the Nationals that year, I think. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, one, one, one or two memorable moments uh, o- over the years. <laughs> and so what age, so where are we now? So so that's kind of gone through most of your your history um, as, as we see it, so the main competition. And who, did you have a partner, a men's doubles partner that you played with all the time? Who was your... Well, did you uh, have somebody? I played... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, as juniors played with quite a few different uh, people. Played with um, um, my uh, my good old old friend Colin Ross, who I played oh. all the veterans with now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Played with Colin in a, in a, few, a few events, um, uh, and uh, but probably as a as a senior, I played mostly uh, with my two brothers, with Donald, and uh, played with Ian in quite a lot of events, and played with Neil. Uh, Alistair Robertson from Lothian as well. Oh, yes. played, uh, quite a Thank few uh, tournaments with Alistair. Steve Tom, uh, quite a lot of the Lothian players, and uh, um, so they were probably the people that I played uh, played most of my doubles with. Oh, that's great. Um, so moving on to the current day, I suppose. Mm. Um, uh, what clubs do you play now, and how often do you play? Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously just, obviously just not. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's go uh, back maybe to two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I play at Western, and uh, uh, that's the only club uh, that, yes. I, that I play at. Uh-huh. Uh, and do you but, have any? Uh, do you play any social? Uh-huh. I put we book court, uh, book courts, and play, uh, play. Um, you know, play with um, sometimes we play with Ross Gladman, play with Ian. Oh, good. And sometimes the younger players, like my nephew Keith and his yeah, group, yeah. are short of somebody. Uh, <laughs> and I might get, I might get a call up. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it, um, f- while I was working, it was uh, hard to uh, keep on playing that much because um, I worked away from home most of. Uh, what did you do, Colin? Uh, I was a project oh, manager for uh, Cap Gemini, the IT. Oh, really? So. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. Well, did they, so, were they in um, Slateford Road? They were. Well, that was when they had a call uh, call centre there for the train line. Um, but oh, they're it? actually a massive IT company, and uh, I think the uh, the last time I looked, they employed something like two hundred and eighty thousand people around the world. Oh, yeah. uh, got a massive. Um, uh, workforce out in uh, out in India. So are you, an, are you an IT guy? Were you an IT yourself, or what? Would yeah, you? yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. And where did you go to university and stuff? Did you? Where did you study? Uh, how did Aberdeen. you get away from? I guess how did you get away from Fort Rose? When did you leave and come down? Or? Yeah, I went to uh, Aberdeen University when I left school. Right. And, um, so I was I was quite young when I left. Uh, uh, left school, I was just 16 going on 17 when I went to university. Yeah. And then wow. I had four years at Aberdeen and then came down to Edinburgh after that. Mm-hmm. And I've lived, uh, I must like it because I've, uh, so that was 1979 <laughs> and I've, uh, I've never liked it. I, I know. And do you remember why you came came to Edinburgh from Aberdeen? You just felt, uh, felt like it was a bigger city. What was it? I think um, one Friends of the reasons was to try and improve my badminton. Was it? Uh, and uh, both Donald and Ian had uh, moved down to, uh, uh, to Edinburgh 
Uh, I knew quite a lot of people uh, down in Edinburgh as well. I did love living in Aberdeen as well, and uh, there was, you know, it was competitive badminton there. There was, uh, um, you know, people like uh, like Colin Ross who uh, and uh, his brother, and then obviously Tony Dawson, who was the star player in the northeast at, yeah. at that time. Um, and uh, so when I, uh, when, I, when, I, when I come off this, I'm going to do, do so much googling; it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was arranged leaving Aberdeen at the time because I was a big supporter of uh, Aberdeen Football Club. Oh, yeah. And are you um, still? I still. I mean, I still You're support Aberdeen. Them. I don't. I don't go to matches anymore. But yeah. the, uh, uh, just as I was leaving was uh, the time when uh, Alex Ferguson became manager and uh, the oh, start of the great, the great era. So. I actually spent quite a lot of time travelling up to Aberdeen for midweek European matches. And, I uh, yeah. I can't pretend to talk about football because I don't know anything about it. I was <laughs> I was brought up in the northeast and it was South. Well, South you heard of Alex Ferguson anyway, I'm sure. Uh, yes, I've heard of Alex. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so no, that's great. Uh, I'm trying conscious of time. Actually, I'm taking it. Well, you've been on for 25 minutes. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, what is your current favourite racket? Uh, well, uh, it's that. Uh, a Yonex, yeah, brought that good. God, sure, yeah. An Anna Ray 750. Oh, yeah, very nice. It's not big anymore, but it's an absolutely lovely racket. It's a really um, light, it's a light model, isn't it? It's quite light. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good for, for an old guy that's uh, not as strong as he, as he once was. <laughs> but, uh, is, um, it, is it, I bet it's not Ashaway strings you use, is it? Yonex. Yonex strings, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I always aspire to. Uh, um, having Yonex equipment, and uh, yeah. I, I started off getting Martin's castoffs as uh, and Michael's castoffs as because uh, they 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 were both uh, playing with the Yonex. And, and get uh, and get. Do they just uh, now, is is it the kind of thing they just come back with rackets, or do they have to? You know, when you're an international player, you just get given rackets. You always think that they just get given um, more and more and more rackets, and they just come back yeah. with them all the time. What happens? It depends to on. Uh, it's not that easy to get contracts. Ultimately, um, you know, when Martin was playing uh, full-time international badminton, he was yes. on a, a pretty good contract uh, with Yonex. But uh, um, uh, they, there's, there's a, you know, it's not, uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure really Victor Axelson gets rackets thrown, thrown at him. But, uh, no, no, well, that's, you always think that, don't you? I mean, I watched, I watched the tennis. In fact, I was watching tennis bloopers, ATP bloopers about people, you know, going mad with rackets, and they're just smashing rackets off the ground yeah. as hard as, and absolutely pummeling. They're like two hundred and fifty pound a racket, and you think, yeah. how does that happen? You know, how I does have to it... say um, that would not have gone down well with uh, Yonix if uh, <laughs> oh, really? any of the players were uh, seen to be smashing the rackets. On no, them. no, tennis they seem to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, good. So that's Yonex. Sorry, what was that? Yonex uh, Nanare. Nanare seven fifty. I don't know why I'm writing this down because I've got you on video. Uh, how do you manage family life in badminton? Yeah, I suppose not so much now, but I suppose when you're, you know, when you when you're working all the time, and I, I think I was quite conscious of Martin with that, and and kind of generally having children, and because Martin, I would imagine, was a quite a you know quite a big responsibility, kind of got taken to training. How often was was training happening and things? Uh, well, both myself and my wife. Uh, uh, Spent a lot of time uh, traveling to training because it was Martin and Michael. Yeah, I was a junior international player. And uh, so, be, well, and the quite same often, time, Colin. 
Yeah, well, there's two years. They're two years apart. So right. uh, quite often, uh, they, so they were fortunate that the coaches uh, they had in Edinburgh, uh, Martin's main coach was Kenny Middlemas, and Michael's main coach was Eleanor Middlemas. So, right. <laughs> so uh, that was that was a, a good uh, uh, a good start to uh, starting point in terms of their their development. Um, but they did go through the squads and at the weekends, and usually. One was on a Saturday and another was on a Sunday, so uh, it did take take up a lot of time. But you know, um, we were just so thrilled that they they were that they loved the sport, they were doing so well, and uh, you know, um, you know, we've been happy if they'd taken up any sport, but particularly in the sport that we both both loved, uh, it was just. Uh, Did your wife play? Does your wife play badminton at all? She, she played at uh, she played at a club in, in Edinburgh. She doesn't she doesn't play anymore. She plays a lot of tennis. She's, Does she? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but she be uh, she certainly developed a lot of knowledge about uh, about badminton through, over over the years. <laughs> do you have, did you ever do you ever have any any games with uh, you and Ian against Martin and Michael? Uh, I don't think that would. Uh, we, well, at one time it would have worked out okay, but <laughs> probably from uh, the time that. Uh, it if you had a space machine, if you had a time machine. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I'd like to see that. At the level that uh, they they played at when they're at the best is just yeah. way above way above what we uh, we would have achieved. But it's, uh, it's incredible. But don't you think with Babin it's a. You've got to play at the level to compete at the level, and you've got to do it every single day of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. And uh, um, uh, they, uh, they, but you know, you've also got to have the will to do it and the, the commitment. And uh, uh, you know, there's seen so many, you know, talented kids go through uh, the ranks, and uh, so many of them sadly don't carry on. Playing with it, but but I mean for a multitude of different reasons. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's been great. It was it, you know it's a, a real um, privilege to be able to to try and help them and uh, and ach- achieving what they try, they wanted well, to. Uh, a, they're an absolute credit to you, and a credit to your your dedication and everybody's kind of you take away and you think all the you know somebody in the background all the time when people are. Develops, especially young, you know, that I think it's so difficult when you get to teenage years, all the focus is given to children and kids up to a certain age. And if you don't show enough promise up until an age, it seems to be you're dismissed. And I see it all the time where, you know, they're all the investment in them up until a certain age, until somebody realizes maybe they're never going to be an international and they just drop off. And I see so many people that over the years who disappear from Babington and just get scunnered with it for that 10-year period and then they come back in their late 20s and 30s because kind of the societies let them go after 17 you know they get so much attention and this and that and the next thing and it just stops I suppose um, but however that's life isn't it um, what's your what's your favorite event now uh, competitive cover that do you feel do you feel as competitive now as you did how do you feel about how how competitive do you when you play? How much do you give? Do you, do you feel? Do you still feel? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, it doesn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, that if you lose now, that it, uh, uh, it is as a big a deal as it as it was when you're in your twenties. But yeah, you know, when you enter a tournament, still. 
um, if, particularly when you're entering a, a tournament in, in your own age group, then you want to uh, you want to try and try and win it. You want to be as competitive as you, as you possibly can be. But uh, yeah, I would like to think I get over it uh, a bit more uh, <laughs> than, than I do all the time, and slightly less bad tempered than than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, the very last question, thank you, is um, what is it, do you think, if you could summarise, what is it you love about badminton, I suppose, just generally, is it, what is it about badminton that's different, do you think, from other things? I've got my opinions, but I wonder what you think of that. Um, well, it's an, it's an interesting question, because I do love other sports as well, um, probably particularly uh, tennis as, as well. But um, I think in terms of watching uh Badminton. Uh, I've been fortunate, um, as you know, to be able to go to the All England and see the World Championships here in Scotland and, and uh, attend some of the World Championships in other countries as well. And uh, I've also been fortunate enough to see uh, the top tennis players of the current era, which I think oh, yeah. is widely regarded as, you know, the greatest tennis era. So, you know, Andy Murray, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal. Uh, Djokovic, seen, seen all these people play and I have to say that much as though I love watching the tennis, the, the, nothing quite takes your breath away uh, in the same way as watching some of the, uh, some of the matches at the All England uh, and, you know, the, the, the speed, the yes, agility uh, and, and the level of fitness is just absolutely extraordinary. And obviously, I know that the top tennis players are incredibly, incredible athletes as well. But just uh, in terms of taking your breath away, I think, uh, and maybe it's because it's a game that I've played more, you know, at a higher level myself, that uh, that you appreciate, you know, how how is that even possible? What they're doing. Um, but the thing, uh, the thing I love about Edinburgh badminton, for for me, is it's really. The, the kind of this it just brings together a mix of people i just you know i just love it I, you know um you know it, i just love the mix of people coming in i'm getting a time warning now um i just well, love the mix of people coming in from all over and they, you know people yeah. from all over the world we how far does it to travel with a badminton racket and they bring a badminton racket and yeah. they're on in edinburgh i just love that you know i think i think that's definitely one of the great things about the sport is that you know throughout my life I've met so many fantastic people, people that I've been friends with since uh, you know say since I was under fourteen, um, that uh, uh, you know and you might not see them for ten twenty years and uh, and then you you see them again and it's you know you never it's lose that happen. that uh, that friendship that, that that you had with them and uh, you know. Um, I can't think of too many people over the years that uh, I've been involved with in, in badminton that uh, you know you wouldn't say that uh, you know are really good people and that uh, and that have been uh, become very good friends. Uh, so That's yeah, great. thank you, Colin. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. I hope it wasn't too painful. No, and good luck with. No, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, I really appreciate it. That's 35 minutes, and we're on okay. the bell. That's great. Okay. Have a great night. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.